Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. One specific game I did want to get into was the Jets and the Steelers because where it leaves the Steelers is pretty intriguing. Despite laying an egg against the Jets offensively today, and with the quarterback play they've been getting, I guess that shouldn't be a surprise. The Steelers still have a chance to make the playoffs. They look like anything but a playoff team today. But if they can get some help next week, they can still get in. I wanted to get a Steeler perspective on today's game, this season, and where they go forward from here with a guy who comes in day in and day out for his station 93.7, the fan in Pittsburgh. You catch him here on CBS Sports Radio, filling in all the time. Our buddy Andrew Filippone joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How you doing, Pony? Jody, I've got the Christmas morning shift. Do you? You're uh, here on CBS on Christmas morning. What time? I'm 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Ooh, yeah, that's bright and early. I got a couple next week, too, <laughs> in the morning myself. So, uh, after, How are you, man? But you, get, you got Christmas. I got the couple days after. Um, you and I have spoken before, and you know I'm yeah. a, uh, a fan of Mason Rudolph, and I thought the season was not lost when uh, Big Ben went down at the start of the year. And I I saw improvement with Mason Rudolph as the season went on. He had a bad game, then he had the incident with Cleveland, and the coach kind of gave up on him and turned it over to Duck Hodges and never was, for me, a quarterback more appropriately nicknamed in the National Football League than Duck Hodges. And I just didn't see it. I didn't understand it. Uh, when Rudolph went in today, at least they moved the ball before he got hurt. Why do you think Tomlin gave up on Mason Rudolph as quickly as he did? I think uh, if he doesn't take him out of the Bengals game, and that was the the game after the you know the ugly Browns game, Jody, where the kind of his world uh, was turned upside down. Uh, I was in Cincinnati for that game against the winless Bengals. And if Tomlin doesn't make a move to Hodges, I think they lose. Um, because Rudolph at that point was just so rattled and so, I think, damaged by everything that had happened to him from on the field against the Browns to off the field with the accusations and being called an instigator. And, uh, you know, some thought he should have been suspended for that incident, even though I didn't. Uh, I think he was overwhelmed by the whole thing. And what ended up happening, Jody, is that they put Hodges in. There's a jolt. There's a spark. They come back to win that game, and they kept winning. So I think Tomlin wanted to ride a hot hand out, and Hodges really didn't give him a reason to make a change again until that ugly four-interception game against the Bills. And after that game, Jody, I think the writing was on the wall for this, you know, undrafted rookie quarterback uh, phenom, if you will. So you think the uh, coach has actually handled the quarterback position as best he could this year? Well, given the circumstances, yeah. And and I, I'm not like somebody that always just takes what Tomlin does as gospel. Far from it, actually. Uh, I think he's, late, this year, being an exception, I think 
uh, his teams have underachieved the last two years. Tons of talent, not enough playoff wins. Um, but, you know, I, I think if they, if they kept Rudolph in and if they have been patient with him, I don't think they beat the Bengals. And if he goes back to him the next week, um, maybe they lose that rematch against Cleveland. And because Rudolph is out against the team that, you know, put him in a, in a bad spot in the first place, uh, maybe that situation proves too large for him. He gets back into that rivalry game. It becomes a distraction the entire week talking about facing the Browns again and how it's going to be out on the field against the guys that he'd just gotten into a fight with. So I thought taking the temperature of the team at that point, Tomlin made the right move. I think there are a lot of guys in that locker room who would tell you the same thing, that they felt at the time that Hodges was the short-term answer. Clearly not the long-term answer, and I think there are questions about whether or not Rudolph is the Ben Roethlisberger successor. I don't think so. I think if he's healthy, though, Jody, uh, if Rudolph comes out of this Jets game healthy, then I think he will start against the Ravens in Week 7. That was going to be my next question. Is he going to play the uh, last game of the season, which, yes, they have to win, and the Ravens don't have anything to play for, so it actually gives them a chance. The Ravens have had the better season. They're the better team right now, but don't know how hard they're going to play to have to win that game, which does give them a chance. Uh, what was the exact report on Roethlisberger, uh, Roethlisberger, on Rudolph at the end of the game? Um, no, we're still uh, a week away, but has he, does he have a chance to uh, make Tomlin make that decision? Is it who he's going to go with? Yeah, I don't like what I'm hearing. I mean, he, he has a left shoulder injury, so it's, it's the non-throwing shoulder. But uh, he was in a sling leaving the game, leaving MetLife Stadium. And I did not hear or I have not read anything from anybody who I trust who, who's letting me know that it's just a minor thing. I think best-case scenario, Jody, he's probably questionable. He's probably limited in practice. It could be worse. I mean, maybe he's got a broken collarbone or clavicle, and it's a serious injury. Uh, in that case, uh, you'd be stuck between Devlin Hodges and uh, Paxton Lynch, who's been on the practice squad for the last couple of months, the former Broncos first-round pick. And everything I've heard about him in practice, Jody, is that he's just been a complete disaster. Oof. That the coaches have been given like no reason to think that if they needed him in an urgent, dire situation, he'd be the guy to turn to. Let's not forget, Jody, one more thing on this whole quarterback debate. You know, Oliver Luck, the XFL commissioner, told the Tampa newspaper that the Steelers wanted to sign Landry Jones because the familiarity there uh, when the Ben injury happened. But the way these XFL contracts are written out now, the league ended up blocking that move. So the Steelers didn't even want uh, to go to Hodges uh, as the backup back in September when Ben went down. They wanted to bring Landry Jones back. But uh, this upstart football league, I guess, wouldn't let him do it. Okay, that is a nice little tidbit of information. We talked to our buddy Andrew Filipponi from uh, 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh about the Steelers. All right, so they get the Ravens next week. Don't know what the Ravens' motivation, level of motivation is going to be. Um, they, their playoffs hopes are very much alive, and they're going to play all out for the 60 minutes and then – take a peek at the scoreboard every once in a blue moon, see how the Titans are playing. Uh, if they make the playoffs, of course, that's what they want. If they don't, is it important for this team to win to get to 9-7? and seven? Is there a difference between being 9-7 and seven and 8-8 eight and eight and having lost your last two games? 
Well, I think there is. I think I think there is for this reason, not because you know nine and seven is going to be a feather in Tomlin's cap from a number of win standpoint, Jody. But if they lose a game where the Ravens are treating it like an exhibition game and they don't care, and they're just trying to get uh, you know the divisional round in one piece healthy, then I think having lost that game. It's not going to like taint or completely tarnish the season because heck, you still went eight and eight, and you were playing guys like Duck and Mason Rudolph, you know, for the better part of fifteen games. Ben went out in week two, right? Um, but to lose to to Robert Griffin, who's basically been a guy carrying a clipboard for two years, uh, I don't think that would sit well with with people here. It wouldn't sit well with me. I mean, you still should have. Uh, one of the one of the top three, top five defenses in the entire NFL. I actually think there's enough talent on this defense to be the absolute best defense in the NFL. And so I know your offense is extremely limited and your quarterback play is extremely compromised going into this game, but you need it more, you want it more, and you'll have the best unit, your defense, in this game. So... I don't think that the quarterback injuries, Jody, are a good enough excuse or reason for the Steelers to go to Baltimore and lose in Week 17. I don't know if you and I discussed this, uh, but I was a huge fan of the Minkah Fitzpatrick trade. There were several teams in the NFL that I thought could have used them more so than even the Steelers and people. Well, that could be a tough fight pick. How can Pittsburgh do that? You've got one of the best defensive backs in the National Football League. You got years to go before he even sniffs free agency. How much of a difference has he made just individually to that Pittsburgh defense this year? Oh, he's been huge. I mean, I did not like the trade uh, nearly as much as you, Jody, because I wasn't sure the Steelers were going to find the right way to use him. I mean, there was all kinds of speculation and um, concern about where he fit. Was he a deep safety? Was he a free safety? Was he a in-the-box safety? Was he a guy that was a nickel back, a slot corner? And, you know, this defense has used uh, first-round picks. Uh, the Steelers have used seven straight first-round picks on defensive players, and we weren't seeing the results. And they, I think, were very much an underachieving unit until Mika Fitzpatrick showed up. And his interceptions, and I think he keeps defenses honest because they know that there's someone, the last line of defense, who's policing things. Uh, that's kind of an eye in the sky for the Steelers, so to speak, that, that's, that's spying on quarterbacks uh, in center field. And so without that trade, Jody, they're not in this position. They're not 8-7. and seven. They're not even uh, going into the final game of the season with a chance of making the postseason. That trade meant everything. Uh, without that trade, I think they're probably like a 5-10, and 10, maybe 6-9 and nine football team. They're like the Jets. Uh, record-wise, going into this last game. They're just a below-average football team. agree with you. That's how important he's been. He's he, There's an argument, Jody, a strong one, that he's the Steelers' most valuable player this year. Oh, I agree with you uh, there. And, oh, by the way, that question you asked, 
Is he a uh, cover safety? Is he a long safety? Is he a roam the field type guy? Is he a cor- The answer to those questions are yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> and then you decide how you think he best benefits your team. I think you do basically anything in that defensive secondary. And, yes, that's why I was a fan of the trade for the Steelers as soon as it came down because I thought there's some other teams that should have been hopping in there and making the play for them. All right, if they win, then, yes, they're going to need some help. And Houston isn't in the same exact position that the Ravens are, but they're kind of locked in. They're not getting a, a bye. They know they're going to have to play in the first week of the uh, playoffs. Do you think Houston's got it in them to take down Tennessee and open up that back door for the Steelers? I, yeah, I'm going back and forth, Jody. I'm really split on this right now because, you know, I've got friends in Houston that have covered the Texans for a long time who tell me, that Bill O'Brien is obsessed with his win-loss record. And because, you know, he has been put in such a um, pressurized situation this year where he's, you know, put so many eggs in this 2019 basket with the trades he's made and everything, that I have a hard time believing that he's going to intentionally either throw a game or punt on a game. Uh, but then you look at uh, the the odds makers have already kind of uh, told you what the Texans are going to do, right? I mean, the, the, uh, I see that Sports USA, one of the sports books out there, one of these big ones, already has the Tex already has the Titans as a five point favorite. Now you can't tell me that if Deshaun Watson and and Merciless and uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Laramie Tunsil and if all those guys play, there's no way the Titans deserve going to Houston. They just got beat by this team in Nashville two weeks ago. They wouldn't be favored if the Texans are trying to win this game. So, I don't know. Maybe they got information I don't have. We'll have to wait for Bill O'Brien's press conference tomorrow morning. But <laughs> I would think, Jody, I mean, the, the Texans can – you know, they're going to need some help. I don't see the Chiefs losing right now. But, you know, all it takes is one Kansas City loss and one Houston win for them to move up to the three seed. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather play the Bills, Titans, or Raiders right now. Um, Excuse me, I'd rather play the Raiders, Titans, or Steelers right now than the Bills. So I do think there's a difference in this situation, this scenario, between the three seed and the four seed. And I think Bill O'Brien should go for it. I don't think he should bench his guys in this game. We'll see if it plays out that way. All right, uh, so it comes down to next week. The Ravens might not be playing for... Uh, anything in particular, what are they really going to give? How is it going to play in the stands? Is it just going to be one big party down there in Baltimore that they've locked up the number one seed and they may or may not be playing it like an exhibition game? Uh, I just had a caller on, buddy of mine, Jet fan. I've been to too many Jet uh, Steeler games at the Meadowlands in previous years, and Steelers are one of the best traveling fan bases in all of football, how many tickets are they going to be able to get their hands on down there in well, Baltimore? That, that, that's a good question, and I, I can only go by uh, my personal experience, Jody. I was there, this would have been back in 2015, I want to say, and that was, one of, that was the one bad year that Harbaugh's had, like really, truly awful year as Ravens coach when Flacco got injured. And they were, and the Baltimore was dead. I mean, it was week 16, and they were completely out of it. They were starting Ryan Mallett at quarterback, and the Steelers went down there, and it felt for the Steelers like they needed to win that game to go to the playoffs. It was kind of a win and in 
situation, the Ravens had no prayer. They were dead. And it was still like maybe 80-20 Ravens fans in that stadium. Baltimore is one of the few places, Baltimore, Cleveland, New England, where Steelers fans have a hard time getting tickets. I mean, you saw the MetLife Stadium today. It was majority Steelers. It was that way in Arizona when they beat the Cardinals this month. It was that way, obviously, when they went and played the Chargers in L.A. like it is for every team. Um, But I don't think it's going to be a Steelers takeover. I think a lot of Ravens fans want to go and show their appreciation, I'm guessing, for what has been the best regular season in Ravens history. And I think they'll take some pride in making sure that the Steelers uh, don't let their fans take over that stadium. And uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of Steelers tickets or a lot of Ravens tickets and Steelers fan stockings uh, this Christmas season. I think it'll be mostly Ravens fans. I don't know if it'll be hostile, Jody, but I don't think you'll see a ton of terrible towels there either. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Tell all your uh, loyal listeners out there in Pittsburgh, if uh, Mason Rudolph starts, you have my rooting interest. I will be pulling for the Steelers to make the playoffs. If it's Duck and Chuck again next week and Mason Rudolph is out, sorry. Not happening. Even the B team with the Ravens are going to beat the Steelers. Because well, you, you don't want to watch the Steelers go to the Chiefs with Hodges as the quarterback. No, 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 no. That 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 could be forty-five-seven. Uh, we don't really <laughs> need to see that. Pony, great stuff as always. Hey, right, I'll be Joey, listening, Chris, this morning. If I'm out in the car, I'll certainly turn you on. Uh, enjoy yourself. Good to have you back on uh, doing a full show. Uh, we'll talk playoff football if the Steelers make it. You bet, man. Anytime. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.